Welcome to The Backstory by Commercial Observer. Today, we're diving deep into the spooky world of pop-up retail stores, just in time for Halloween. Our esteemed editor-in-chief, Max Gross, and our insightful deputy editor, Tom Acatelli, engage in a conversation that's not just about ghostly masks and candy, but also uncovers the fascinating journey of brick-and-mortar retail, its evolution, and what those spirit Halloween stores in your neighborhood signify about the bigger retail picture. Get ready for a treat. No tricks, though. We promise. Hi, everybody. I'm Max Gross, editor of uh, Commercial Observer, and I'm here with uh, Tom Acatelli. Hi, Tom. Hey, how's it going, Max? Good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Okay. Uh, well, we are having this podcast because this week is the scariest week of the year, Halloween. Um Scary to the waistline, scary towards uh, TPers coming around your house, um, but not so scary in terms of uh, finding a costume because I see spirit Halloween stores everywhere. In my neighborhood in um, Forest Hills, there was a Rite Aid that went out of business that is now a uh, spirit Halloween store. It's huge. It's got everything in there masks makeup um all sorts of lawn stuff to put on your lawn for uh you know to make it super scary um and we signed a story about this right yes yes and it's interesting max because the presence of the spirit halloween locations this fall you know signify two things one is a comeback of brick and mortar retail and it's a long comeback there's a long arc going through the early days of the pandemic to now but it also signifies in a way the 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 success of the retail market due to lack of construction what i mean by that and what we talk about in our piece on spirit of halloween and other pop-up stores is that retail construction new retail ebbed after the 2008-2009 financial crisis, right? And so it's only recently caught up, okay? But in the meantime, uh, space has become become harder to find. So even pop-up stores, these sort of niche, small, you know, seasonal pop-ups that will go away after, you know, obviously by definition will go away after the demand goes away, are finding it difficult to find space. And that's a good thing for the retail market. So not so the prevalence of Spirit Halloween stores and other pop-ups is a sign of strength, but also the fact that these same pop-ups are having more trouble this year finding space is a sign of strength. Mm. Well, now has the, I, I mean, I guess like um, who has stepped into all that retail space? Has it been converted or um, like, bef- like before this actual like a uh, space issue has come up with the pop-ups for this Halloween season. Right. Um, like I mean, who had been taking that space? Well, that's the thing. Like there, there has been robust leasing, especially for sort of the, you know, class a more centrally located, heavily trafficked areas, right? Shopping centers, uh, main, main drags and big cities and, and, you know, the, the, the uh, cores of cities. Um, but what's really benefited brick and mortar retail is the fact that, you know, number one, you have these pop-ups to step in and take that niche space, you know, but you also don't have as much space to fill. It's kind of mm-hmm. the opposite of what the, the office market is facing, whereas in, you know, major markets like Manhattan and L.A., there's been a lot of construction, right? 
there's been a lot of uh, and, and a lot of planned construction that's underway, and they have to fill that space, right? You don't mm -hmm. have that same challenge in retail. Um, so what's been interesting is, you know, interesting too is we we is the rise in luxury retail and the success of luxury brick and mortar that's filled mm -hmm. a lot of the empty space. Um, JLL had a had a report about two months ago showing you know this year could end up being the best since pre-pandemic for re for luxury retail leasing, which is mm. kind of when you think about it is when you start I mean it's good news once for you know the retail industry and for the industries that service retail, but the fact that the luxury is doing so well in uncertain economic times says something you know about the bigger picture. Well, uncertain times for real estate, not so uncertain times uh, generally, like, you know, for the, the economy as a whole. Um, but, Tom, I am curious, is there a kind of, um, you know, reluctance on behalf of landlords to rent to a place like a, a spirit Halloween just because they're like, well, they'll be gone in two months or something like yes. that? Yes. Yes, there definitely is. There's that. There's a temporary aspect of it. But, you know, one broker told us in our coverage was that, you know, basically having a seasonal store. Now, now there's two kinds of pop-up stores, right? There are the, the, the spirit Halloweens that chase that seasonal demand, right? Mm -hmm. They're there for a particular time to satisfy a particular need. Then there's, you know, the experimental pop-ups that often are associated with luxury brands or very niche retail brands. And they're there to test a product, Right. And so that's a sort of a different animal. But the seasonal pop-ups are not necessarily in demand from landlords because it signifies that you can't run out the space, right? So mm -hmm. they, you know, they might, the owners might not want this kind of business in their space because it signifies, oh, we're having trouble. But mm -hmm. it's also, a, that, again, it points back to, you know, growing strength for brick and mortar in that owners even have that option. Like, oh, we don't need to lease or sublease to seasonal pop-ups because we can, we're confident we can actually fill the space. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. like, that was right. not the case 18 months ago or 20 months ago. It was like, oh, please, you know, <laughs> you're Anything. welcome to say Halloween, yes. <laughs> what are the tenants doing about this? Like, where are they going? What, what, uh, what's the solution to this? they are moving in concentric circles away from these urban cores, right. That are more heavily trafficked and searching for space in the quote unquote, you know, B and C markets and B and C properties. Um, they, they cannot compete now as much as they could for this space because the owners have, you know, options for longer term leases with more longer term tenants and oftentimes luxury tenants. So, you know, if you're a seasonal pop-up, you are looking for the more desperate owner farther out in a, you know, property that might not draw as much interest from a luxury brand or a longer term brand. Um, I think it's going to be interesting because we had this coverage, you know, a couple of weeks ago too. Rite Aid, you know, third biggest drug store chain in the United States, bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Closing at least, it's, it looks like between 78 and 100 and, uh, 100 and something stores, maybe many times that number. So there's going to be that opportunity too. But, you know, uh, these, some, a lot of these right aids are, are located 
in these urban cores and these heavily trafficked corridors. So they might be end up, you know, they, they are going to end up being more in demand for longer term tenants and owners are mm. going to realize the advantage they have. They're not going to want to plug in a you know seasonal pop up like Spirit Halloween. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out because like like I said, it's, you know, a year and a half ago, 20, 20 months ago, it was quite different. And, and retail landlords were a lot more desperate than they are now. Mm-hmm. Well, and it did seem like some of the like pop-up stores would be less fussy with a weirdly configured space mm-hmm. that that might be something that they might like, you know, go for because yes. it's not permanent. It's going to be something that we could like, you know, use for the season and then just uh, leave. Yes. Um, Our reporting found, you know, plug and play like they just they, they need mm-hmm. a spot. These play these pop-ups especially need a spot where everything's ready for them as they move in. They, they have very little runway time to get up and running. Uh, it's not the same necessarily for the pop-up stores that are test, you know, product testing. Um, they, they have a little more leeway. They're usually associated with a much larger brand. You know, uh, you know, a well-known retailer wants to test something new in the market. They, they have the means to find, you know, to, to hunt for the, re- for the real estate, get you know the uh, logistics and operations up and running seasonal pop-ups don't they want to they want to locate find a location and get up and running very quickly they might plan it you know i mean obviously they're going to plan it months out because it's the same thing they do every year but the actual you know finding the leasing the space subleasing the space and opening the timeline is very truncated and they need that so they need Hmm. They just need to be able to set up quickly. They cannot have, you know, a plumbing problem or a power problem or something like that. So, right. Well, it is funny. I, I I was being serious, and I actually did look it up before because I wasn't sure which drugstore it was. But the 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 Spirit Halloween in uh, Forest Hills was in a former Rite Aid. It, oh, really? I was not. I was. I'm not kidding about that. Although it closed more than a year ago. So, um, but in any event. Um, Fascinating stuff. A good read on this uh, Halloween week. So, um, you know, in between the trick-or-treats and the scary movies, uh, check out David Levitt's piece about um, Spirit Halloween and uh, pop-up retail. Uh, I'm Max Gross, Commercial Observer. Tom, thanks so much. Hey, thank you. That wraps up today's enlightening conversation with Max Gross and Tom Acatelli. We hope you've gained a fresh perspective on the retail industry and the significance of pop-up stores. If you're curious to delve deeper, be sure to check out our article on the same topic at commercialobserver.com. And for our regular listeners, a gentle reminder, our podcast is available on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one.